everybody. So this is really fun. We are here to have our next episode of the Hallmarkies podcast. And today we are talking about the show Chesapeake Shores. We're going to be talking about season one and two because they just had the season two finale on Sunday. And uh, so Amber's here to talk about it with me. Hi guys. Yeah. So hope you all enjoyed the, uh, the season finale. And uh, yeah, we're going to get right into it. And we decided to go ahead and talk about the characters and kind of, instead of talking beat by beat about the plot, we're going to talk about the characters and hopefully we'll cover most everything that happens in the two seasons. But certainly if there's things we left out that you want to talk about, just put it in the comment section and we can talk about it. It'll be fun. So uh, the basic premise of this show, of course, is about this family uh, then lives on Chesapeake Shore in Maryland. I actually grew up in Maryland, so I've spent some time on the Chesapeake Shore, uh, but never anything as fancy as, <laughs> as this, this place is. And uh, there's a, it's a pretty big family, and to start out on the, the pilot, uh, the family is kind of all brought back together because the grandma character, played by Dan Ladd, is, is sick. So they all kind of get, get back together, including the mother who's been estranged from the family. And they all kind of decide that they're going to move back home and work on the family. So that's sort of the premise. And we get to see all the different uh, drama and melodrama that has to do with being rich in America and having <laughs> and being in a, a, in a show like this. So it's a lot of fun. And I don't know, what do you, what do you think of, of the sort of the premise for the show and just the show in general? You know, I really like, I like it. Um, I'm just going to start off and say that I really enjoy the dynamics of like this broken family that's trying to come together and figure themselves out and not only figure out who they themselves are, but figure out how they fit together as a family. Um, so I really enjoy that. I like seeing the different family dynamics and things. Um, so I'm, I really enjoy the, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like melodrama in shows. I like it to be sort of, I don't know, to me that keeps it from being boring. It's sort of, I like grand gestures and I like, I just like the kind of melodrama that you get in this kind of show. And to me, this show reminds me a lot of something that Aaron Spelling would have done back in the, the 90s, something like 90210 or Seventh Heaven or that kind of show to me is what this feels like. And so there, there's actually a certain degree of sort of nostalgia to me about, uh, I mean, his shows would have been a little bit more sort of racy. They kind of tone it down because it is Hallmark. But uh, I don't know, it just has that sort of feel to me of, uh, of that kind of show. You don't see that often, I feel like, on television anymore. Well, it's because it's sort of a, you know, it is a primetime soap opera, essentially. Yeah. Um, but where it's on the Hallmark Channel, it's a lot cleaner than it had to be. So there's... Yeah. There's less convoluted sex drama yeah. because they don't have to have that. So I feel like because they're not trying to make everything like crazy sensationalized, that it's able to be like a, a smaller, more relatable story. Because like, I don't know about you, but I am not a high powered fancy doctor who's having all these affairs while I'm at work. I'm just, that's just not me. Right. So <laughs> I don't relate to that, but like, I can relate to someone who's like, oh, I'm not quite sure what I want to do with my job. Oh, but I like this guy. Right. Like that I get. So. Right. Family. I don't know how, how, how big is your family? 
there are four girls. So, four girls. I'm, and I'm the youngest. Nice. Just call uh, yes. <laughs> well, there's six in my family. So, uh, and I am the second oldest. So I certainly can relate to some of this dynamic of trying to manage all these different personalities and uh, trying to keep everybody happy that you have in a show like this, which is like at the beginning is the grandma played by Diane Ladd and her name's Nell, I believe. And yeah. she's just sort of there to give sort of wise words every now and then. Uh, she, uh, she doesn't have like, I guess they're trying to develop this sort of character with her with this like mysterious lost love or whatever. Uh, that she has back in Ireland, her her accent does sort of wander in and out quite a bit. Well, you know, if you if you had lived in Ireland until you were say twenty, and then lived in the United States until you were forty, I could yeah. buy your accent coming and going as you are like thinking about the old place, and then also like being dragged into the American of it all. So I don't, I forgive it. Okay. I, I I I have justified the accent losing and I'm fine with it yeah uh, fair enough okay yeah I mean, she's she's a fun character you kind of need that kind of character in this type of story I feel like you need the grandma to kind of give advice and be the, yeah. the mentor and everything so she I really do enjoy all of the scenes where it's her with the granddaughters um Carrie and Caitlin I like oh, that yeah. dynamic so um I'm more I'm like let's have more of that in season three <laughs> yeah they're pretty good kid actors those girls and they're decent yeah and based on the fact that they have the same last name i'm gonna say that they are sisters in real life oh yeah you're right have the parents we have mick and megan are their names uh, uh played by treat williams and uh barbara niven i believe Correct. and so they separated and she went off to be in the opera i think Right? No, she went to work in New York in uh, art stuff. I mean, they okay. don't really. Reason early I thought on, it was in the opera or for the what opera. She's doing. Well, I think they said she was working at the Met. Which oh, I thought that was can the, opera. Be the Met Opera or the museum Met. or something. Yeah, and, but I mean, we found out in the later part of the season that she, you know, did the art curation and and all that stuff yeah, in New York. True. So. That's what I'm assuming, because I don't feel like they ever said, said specifically what she did in the earlier episodes, or if they didn't yeah. list it. Well, so everybody's like mad at her. Everyone hate, kind of hates her. <laughs> and some of them put up with her more than others, uh, but she left the family, and so they rightly kind of have a reason to hate her. Um, and I guess one thing that's that is sort of a plot hole is I have no idea why she would want to move back. <laughs> everybody hates her. But uh, it seems they—they've never really. I didn't feel like they explained that well enough. But it just kind of happens. Oh, I'm moving back, and uh, so anyway. And I'm glad they haven't really tried to make Mick and Megan a couple. I feel like, which is good. Yeah, it looked like they were trying to lean towards that in the first season. Um, they might, I don't know what sort of feedback they got, or if they were just like, you know what, this doesn't seem like something they would do. Um, yeah. but Mick and Megan, neither of them actually have any sort of romantic storyline at yeah. all. So, I mean, basically their storylines are like, um, I'm going to build the land trust and <laughs> her storyline is essentially, I need to find a job <laughs> Yeah, and, and her, her, her independent storyline, yeah. you know, aside from the kids. Her job is just to be the person that everyone has to forgive. <laughs> yeah. 
basically. And, and the uh, excuse for all their problems. Yeah. And I think that Abby is the only one who's like, I'm a mom. I get it. <laughs> she, she doesn't seem, she always seems the most cool with her mom to me. Well, and Kevin. Yeah, I guess he's pretty good too. Early, I mean, in the first couple of episodes, they say like, oh, you and Kevin have better relationships with mom because you were older when she left, mm. is what. You talked about it with Mick, with the dad. His main storyline, particularly in season two, is there's this trust and uh, that he wants to use to develop this land. Well, his brother is this environmental lawyer and he doesn't want them to develop the land. And so they have this, this divide. And I agree with you that this is very boring. I could not care less about the yeah. land trust. I am this close to driving to Chesapeake Shores and lighting the entire land on fire and building houses myself. Yeah. Because I'm just like, let's just move on from the land trust. Who thinks well, it's who, very confusing who, who too? Aside like... from a real estate attorney finds this interesting. Yeah. Buzzer for this show to be like uh, first world problems, like a first world problem buzzer. <laughs> like, oh yeah, first world problem. Oh, I can't you're... get my fancy condo plan approved. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're arguing about uh, inheritances and trusts. <laughs> I want to give away a million dollar land. I want to build a million dollar land. But this will not be the first of the first world buzzer that we will we will talk about. Uh, the lead other lead characters are uh, you have Abby. Now we're getting to the relationships. You have Abby played by Megan or Ori. Is that how you say yeah. it? Ori? I don't know how you say I'm it. I'm sure Sorry. she knows, but I'm not positive. <laughs> Sorry, Megan pronounced your name wrong uh and she plays abby she is a an attorney right no she's just um like a business manager analyst person okay anyway and she's an mba <laughs> um but she's uh, not an attorney yeah but she's evidently i guess they have like different branches and stuff and they're able to she's able to move fairly easily at the drop of a hat and she has this long time, uh, this high school, you know, boy, love, whatever, like they love to do in Hallmark movies and or shows. And uh, it's, uh, his name is Trace, played by Jesse Metcalf. And I love Jesse Metcalf. He's one of my faves. I think he's basically like the Matthew McConaughey of Hallmark movies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we we'll talk about it. I, I really do. And uh, so he's this like musician who wants to uh, be famous, but not that famous because he doesn't want a record deal and uh, or he doesn't want to be held down by the record label. And, all this kind of stuff. and so they kind of meet up again when she moves back to town and and uh, she has the two daughters and she left without really saying goodbye to Trace. So they have this baggage and in the first like couple episodes, they they have the most hallmark version of skinny dipping. <laughs> you could possibly like they're they're basically fully clothed, but it's like this romantic scene, which I thought was really funny. Well, and also like Trace's accident where he's driving and he's like, "Oh, I'm in trouble." It's not like oh he had was drunk driving. It's like oh he was just tired driving. He was drowsy yeah, driving. Of course. Like I'm pretty sure in another channel he would have been drunk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there's also some like drama between 
uh, in the first season between Abby and her ex, he, he, her ex wants custody for a little while. And then like he's being investigated by the SEC and then they start to investigate Abby and all again, first world, first world problems. Um, being investigated for a crime is like a real problem. But the Can't SEC, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a crime. I mean, I don't know if they have an SEC in third world countries because they're not <laughs> trading, you know, securities. But fair enough. But you know, boil but, it down to the fact that it's regarding crimes. Basically, like her, her ex is upset that she moved. She did violate the custody rules, so she was wrong. Uh, she wasn't just supposed to move out of state because she was in New York, and she, he's mad that she did this. And so that's why he sues for custody, and there's all well, this drama. Well, he was technically suing before, and like, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? It's been dropped like a hot rock. We don't need to worry about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, and the other thing, now this is, <laughs> so there are two different scenes in the first season of this show where characters are mad at their parents for uh, either putting, co-signing on a loan or being willing to pay for a business or whatever kind of thing. And so uh, this, Trace okay, is one of them. This probably is why I don't like Trace. Hot take. I don't like Trace. Uh-huh. Come at me, internet. <laughs> Bring it on. I like Jesse Metcalf. I think he's very handsome. Part of me does not like Jesse Metcalf as the, like, nice guy who's, like, so cool. I don't like it. I like him as, like, the secret D-bag who's like really funny. Basically, like John Tucker Must Die is prime Jesse Metcalf for me. I'm like, yes, be you. <laughs> but for this, I'm like, no, mm-mm, stop it with your handsome face. You got, there's, if you're just like a nice guy and that handsome, it's not okay. So, but he drives me bonkers because you're like, he, you say, he's trying to get this like fancy club started. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to apply for a loan at my dad's bank and the dad is like i can't approve you for a loan because you're a bad investment you have no income you don't have a down deposit you i mean you don't have anything and but then he like, says i'm going like, to co-sign jerk oh, i can't believe you don't believe in me and he's like i'm literally going to give you my own money because i believe in you i'm just not going to risk the bank's money which right. is my money on you he's like unbelievable you're such a jerk oh my goodness <laughs> and I can't stand it. Yeah, that's really stupid. This drama back and forth. And I, there's one guy in the band who's always like, I have kids. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, why are we doing this? And I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. He also drives me bonkers. I hate them all. I, I hate everyone in the band. I said it. I hate the whole band. I hate the band plot line. I don't like Trace. I really don't care for Lee, even though she's beautiful i don't care about the guy who got injured in the accident who has kids that he just abandons to move to at least he makes sense there there's no way anybody in the music industry would give up that kind of thing just for like i don't know they try to make it some kind of integrity thing but like it's a job like you take the jobs that you're offered (laughs) yeah we're i i i want them to drop the nashville plot I want him to go to Nashville and fail and then just come back and leave his band there. And then maybe I'll like him when he starts doing something else. Yeah, not likely, I'm afraid. But I have to hear their song again. It will be too soon. <laughs> it's literally in every episode, like six times. 
and every every preview and every rewind of what happened in the last episode and no no more of that song pick a new song it would be nice to have some other songs i'm somebody who can i i for some reason i can i never get tired of songs i like the song i'm fine with it but anyway and so at the end of the second season he is uh gotten the opportunity to go on tour but uh he doesn't want to go because he doesn't want to leave uh abby and the girls and you know she's supportive but she's also worried and i think that it seems highly unlikely that like i mean that's just if you're dating a, a musician like you want them to go on tour like what does she expect him to do just play in the club the whole time like i don't know i just was like of course he's gonna go on tour also let's talk about him leaving his club so like you have to pick a job trace you can't be like the owner of a new business and leave within the first year what's wrong with you well i don't know like he's he has other people that can help him with that i think i that didn't bother me i didn't care about that but uh in real life it will fail (laughs) he has to put in hundreds of hours nothing that this family does fails well it's not him (laughs) miss wes i like wes now that he's not doing sec shenanigans (laughs) and trying to take the kids I would be very interested to see more Wes and Abby, like, working out, not like working out their custody, but like, living a good divorced life amicably. I would like to see that. Yeah, they they did that one, the, the episode with the carnival. That was kind of nice to see, but I liked him too. I thought he was, he was fine. And he, like I said, he did have a point. Like, she did break the rules of the custody, so. Yeah, so. And she has two sort of love interests in this in the course of the season brie uh, is the one that i think that looks the most like the milkman's daughter <laughs> just the one that oh doesn't see, quite... i personally feel like megan ori and lacy maley and emily ularup uh-huh. all look like they could be sisters because megan ori and lacy maley look the same not the same but yeah they could and be i think sisters. i think and Brenda Penny looks... and emily look like they could be siblings like really a lot so but emily and megan don't look like they could be siblings but you have the lacy maley buffer that makes <laughs> it work for me i can see what you mean i guess that brie and connor kind of looked uh, look similar so maybe that works yeah and so like but they favor their mom's side two, two yeah. of my siblings have blonde hair so it, it uh it, it, my family's kind of that way as well so Plus, when people are adults, blonde. <laughs> I mean, I could be blonde if I wanted to be. That's true. It's more of a dirty blonde at this point. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, so Brie is the struggling playwright. She's this writer, and uh, she—I don't know. Like at the first season, she's trying to get this uh, play written or play uh, performed. And so, she ends up going, getting a chance to go to Chicago, but they totally want to change her play, and she doesn't like that. And so another integrity kind of moment for her. And yeah, so she also has this ex-boyfriend that's given her all these issues, and she has issues with her mom too, and uh, the ex-boyfriend named Martin. And... Uh, so, yeah, then finally in season two, 
she buys a bookstore because people can just buy property in this family. <laughs> Well, I mean, literally they are a property investment family and like, let's imagine she had a condo in Chicago that was, you know, that she sold. So she has this capital that she can invest. Let's imagine. You know, it's just like on a whim almost. It's just like, oh, I think I'll go buy a bookstore today. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh, we got to spend 72 years going through all of the legal and financial ramifications of the land trust. But Let's just gloss over the the purchasing of actual property. Right. Yeah. So I had no problem with Brie. I don't have a problem with her. But the thing, the one part that did really know me. So in season two, she has this bookstore and she ends up meeting this author named Simon, who's British. And uh, they, she hates his book at first. since that's how they kind of, she's like willing to be honest with him about his book and so they sort of, you know, hit it off, have his romance. And uh, she's very nervous because she doesn't want to screw it up like she did before. And uh, the, the thing that really annoyed me, I guess, is that another first world problem alarm is that he sends in, so she has this script or this um, book that she's been writing and she hasn't been able to get anywhere with it. So using his contacts and stuff that he has because the published author, he sends it in and it's going to be published. And she's mad at him. She's like, this was somehow like underhanded or whatever. And if you know anything about any, my, my sister actually just had her book published today, which is very exciting. Yay! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Called Fort Building Time. It's just a picture. It's a picture book. It's her second. And uh, so it's, it's pretty cool, but it's so hard. Like there is no way that any author would be like, Ooh, I can't believe you you went under my back and, and uh, got my book published. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's like... That's crazy. It's not like she sold it to Rowling's Reliable. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, that's nuts. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just hope that they... Because it's just... I, I said on my blog, it's like, this is the stupidest thing ever I've ever heard. And <laughs> what's with this family being upset and getting loans and books published and other amazing stuff happened to them? Well, I mean... They have a very strange concept of money, I guess, and how to live. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I like Brie. I think she's fun. I like her as a character at, to an extent because sometimes she drives me bonkers, like with the whole being like, bye, Simon, because you helped me. How dare you help me? Yeah. That thing bugs how me. How dare you publish my book? I really love her. I am so sad that they have dropped her dad calling her Brie O'Brien. It seems like they don't do that very much. And I loved it in the first little bit. I didn't even notice that. Interesting. Like I have Kevin and uh, Georgia slash Sarah. So Kevin is uh, an army veteran. And I'm sure that there are lots of rich people in the army, but I feel like, I feel like it's unlikely that he would be in the army. Um, no, I buy that because, I mean, anyone can join the army. Well, sure. And but... As long as your feet aren't flat. And he, I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> that's just from the shows. Anyway, um, and so he, after 9-11, he joined. And, you know, there were a lot of people who felt moved to join yeah. after 9-11. So, I mean, I 100% buy that. Did I, they, they, I forgot they that. said that on 9-11 because that would be a long time ago. He'd have to be way old. 
I mean, nine um, eleven was sixteen years well, ago. But like he was inspired by that when he was little. Oh, okay. Well, like um, yeah, so like sixteen years ago, and he they say that he's like thirty two now. So he would have been like sixteen at the time. And mm-hmm. you can enlist when you're seventeen, eighteen, and that's long. That's like really not that long. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly within the realm of possibility, but it just seems somewhat unlikely. But it's not a big deal. But anyway, I, I buy like, it. Hashtag I believe. Okay. So anyway, so Kevin is played by Brendan Penny, who is a definite hall star. He's in a bunch of movies. And just, a dreamboat. Yeah, he's very cute. Very, very cute. And so he is, uh, he's actually injured in season one uh, in Afghanistan. It's kind of yeah. just overall injury. Uh, I think his leg, some other things. Well, I mean, he got blown up, and then, you know, there's shrapnel and burns, so. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much all over. And that's where we get to meet Georgia, his fiance that he's been hiding from everybody, who's also in the army. Whom I love. I loved Georgia. And I'm just going to go right in and talk about Georgia. All right, so yeah, most tell of the us characters what you were like, oh, Georgia's so cold, and she's so serious, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, how very dare you about Georgia? Because Georgia's a military woman, and, you know, she does medicine, so she is, like, she's in triage mode once her fiancé's been injured. And what would someone who's in the military do when they're in a crisis situation? They mm-hmm. revert back to their training. So she is dealing with the situation, like, we got to get him in here. We got to take care of him. We got to do all this stuff. We got to do, 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 do. And like, even the way she carries herself was so great because she had like such good posture and she was so like straight and correct. And I loved her. And then when it was just like her and him, you could see her sort of like soften. And I just loved it. And I really, I think she did a great job portraying that she was a military person. I mean, mm-hmm. the instant she came on show, I was like, mm, she's in the military with him because of the way she was just carrying herself. I was so proud of her and I loved her and I loved what she was doing with her character. And I was excited to see her like when she got past the, the trauma, the situation of her husband slash fiance being blown up, her being able to soften and the family get to know her. And then boom, they just cut her out of my life. I can't remember why they broke up. Why did they break up? Well, I mean, she had to go back to where her job is because she worked at a hospital and she only had so much and leave. And he didn't want to, he didn't want to go he, with her. That's right. He didn't right. want to go. And he was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to And I'm like, you, you're, I hate you. I was so She, she was fine. I, I, I liked her just fine. I'm sure uh, she's off marrying someone way better. Yeah, probably. Sorry, Brendan Penny. Don't want- then he meets this girl named Sarah, who is this firefighter. And her, she's a widow. And she's all, like, conflicted and feels bad about dating Kevin. Uh, but... I don't know. I've never, to me, like so much of anything on Hallmark to me is all about chemistry, 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 chemistry. I just don't really feel between the two of them. And I don't know. I just think he's so handsome. Come on. (laughs) I I, honestly, I don't love Sarah. Yeah. She and Trace can go get married for all I care. (laughs) How dare you? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) TSD that they deal with. And I thought that was actually pretty, pretty well then. I would love for them to deal with that a little bit more, by the way. Yeah. And I hope that they go into that in season three. Because, Agreed. I mean, he's dealing with, the, like, the grief of losing his friend. And he was dealing with, like, bits of, you know, post-traumatic stress. But I don't feel like he ever really 
dealt with it and so I feel like that's gotta come back and like even if he doesn't do like traditional therapy or whatever like I'd like to see him talk to someone even if it's just Brie because I love when it's Brie and Kevin I'd love for them to talk more yeah or if it's Jess because she's had the situation or even Sarah I just want him to talk to someone and like like be able to work his way through it because I feel like that would be really nice to see where the show really shines honestly is in the sibling moments and I wish Mm -hmm. that they ended every episode with sibling moments I feel like they've ended every season that way at least but I would love for it to be like every episode campfire time or every episode bedroom ice cream time or like every episode breakfast time right like that's what I I because that's where the show for me really takes a big breath and is able to like rejuvenate because that's where it's the most interesting is when you're able to see these siblings come together work through their issues together but also just like love each other because no matter what their parents how much their parents screwed them up they are solid as a group yeah sorry sorry so jess and she has decided to renovate this inn and she's another one who's like, how dare you offer to help me pay for my expensive, highly risky business venture that I have no qualifications for. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> and she, she's trying to do this in and has all kinds of problems and, and other things in the first season. It seems like it's pretty much put together by the second season. Yeah, well, I mean, by the end of the first season, she gets David, who is right. Captain Amazing Face. <laughs> And he obviously fixed everything. So now it's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. So David is a, a chef, which we all know from Hallmark movies is chef are, chefs are, are special. <laughs> They're like if wonder people. Okay. Can we, let's just talk about Carlo Marx. Yeah. He's literally the most wonderful looking man <laughs> on earth. His smile for yeah. Pete's sake can you even handle his smile? Oh, and and is, they get some good kisses oh, between Jess oh. and David. <laughs> it's really good. And ones. like, Carlo Marx, is he really a chef? Because he gets to be a chef in not one, not one Hallmark movie, but a Hallmark movie and a Hallmark TV series. Yeah. He's probably a, a culinary wizard <laughs> because he's that perfect of a human. Yeah, he's really charming, very fun, and seems somewhat down to earth. And they have really, I think, good chemistry together. And he's basically like her slave, practically, on this end. He like not only does all the cooking, but he does all the handiwork and uh, yeah, everything for Jess. He's a slave for love, which yeah. is even so funny because he starts out being like, yeah, I'll be your chef, I'll do all your stuff, no worries. And then, um, he, it's like, oh, it's because they're dating. But then it's actually like, oh, but I also kind of like Brie. And there's that whole weird thing. And then eventually, blah, 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 blah. And now Jess and David are in love. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I loved when they had that, um, like, the seven stages book. <laughs> they yes. were, like, going through all. I love that scene. That was perfect. The whole, the, every scene with Jess and David is perfect. Yeah. I wouldn't mind, though, if Jess's storyline sort of takes a detour and we get to find more about the whole citation thing because I feel like they sort of hinted at what happened, but like they didn't really say what happened or how she dealt with it or anything. They were just like, you know, I had this crazy traumatic experience. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, 
I, I did get very annoyed though. This is total first world alarm, first world alarm, because so like, again, she's mad at him for paying, she makes this mistake and orders $10,000 worth of books. I and that she was mad at him. She's mad at him for paying for the books. And it's like, you should be grateful. He's saying this mistake. Like, what is wrong with these people? And I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't read her as being mad to him, like mad at him for that. Oh, I she's mad because it's, it's just like, you didn't tell me who you were. And it's like, it's like, oh, see, you're, from, you're from the like some fancy family in Boston, and it's pecs. like the Boston Pecs. Yeah, she's mad that like just like how can you're from this rich family? Like how can we get on? It's like you're from a rich family. Like you bought an inn. When you no, were like, I don't see. I don't. I didn't feel like she was mad at him. I thought she was like, you didn't tell me. Oh, but not like you son of a gun. You didn't tell me. I was like, oh. Wait, what? Like, do you know what I mean? Because, you know, he has been very guarded and she knows about that. And she was like, well, why didn't you tell me? It's not like you're a murderer. <laughs> Maybe. I was just like, how can you be like, you're all from rich families. Like, this is not like some kind of like, it's not like the poor kids, like, oh, I'm dating this guy from a rich family or something. Like, see, like, no. The, the O'Briens are like upper middle class, let's say. Well, what okay. we're gonna say we're gonna say they're like upper middle upper middle class, and like the Boston Pecs. You don't get to be called the the something someones <laughs> unless you're like you're not like see how high that you can't even see my hands. That's how <laughs> rich they are. All right, I like think they probably they lost family really members do. in first class on the Titanic. That's how rich they are. <laughs> All right. Well, so then the last of the family is Connor. And I just relate to stories about work and I very much related to his whole story about like, he gets this job and he isn't happy with it. And he starts to see like the way that success looks at the job and, uh, and he ends up quitting the job. And maybe that's like unrealistic that someone would quit a job in like three weeks like he does. But like, I don't know. I, I, I really liked it. That's something I relate to very much because I had my own sort of epic quit in my life, as I like to call it. And, uh, uh, and just that feeling of sort of, I don't want that success. I see it and that's supposed to be success, but I don't want it. And I really like the actor. I, he's, I think, super charming. Andrew Francis, I guess. And yes, Andrew Francis is a delight. He's we great. We all agree. And I don't know, I just like his character. I think he's cool. Yeah, no, I really like him. I like Connor. Um, I wasn't bored by Connor's storyline with this, the work thing, so that's fine. Um, I was a little worried, that, not a little worried. I was like, are they gonna give him a substance abuse problem in the first season? I kind of thought sort of they were building because he was oh, so yeah. like, so that. manic all the time and just like kind of like snapped at people. And I was like, are they giving him a, a substance abuse problem? And they didn't go there and I'm kind of glad because I don't, need, I don't need that drama in my life right now. <laughs> um, but I do, I do really like his character, I like the, like, oh, I'm trying to find who I am in not just, like, my personal life, but I'm trying to figure out who I am in, like, the grand scheme of society and what I want to do and what I want to contribute and what I value. I really enjoyed seeing that from his perspective. Um, mm. But I feel like his, his tip was way too fast. I feel like you can't go for, like, all I want to, all I want to do is get that money <laughs> and then just be like, all I want to do is save the trees. I don't think you can do, like, 
so fast without no, it's valid. Back it's a valid. That's a valid complaint for sure. No, I'm not. I'm so. I mean, I I believe I believe Connor would say, "I'm quitting. I'm going to go do environmental law," but I don't think it's going to stay tipped. I think he'll have to ping back because okay. you can't yeah. you can't you can't just. Whoosh, whoosh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So that's basically the the show. Uh, the actually, I think we basically covered almost everything, yeah. and they kind of they left it on the cliffhanger. I guess of the second season is about Trace and his band, and what other uh. things? <laughs> Your favorite? Uh, how many how many crowns would you give this show? Would I give the show? So season one, I would give like three star three crowns. Um. Because, like, I was into it, but, like, I didn't really love it, and I don't feel like they developed the characters very much. I feel like they were having them do too many things too fast. Uh-huh. They, kept, they, they kept going from, like, plot to plot to plot to plot to complicated twist to plot to plot to plot. And they were just doing that kind of a little bit in the first season. And I like the second season more because the storylines have been pared down a little bit. So we were able to explore, like, the character thing because it, this isn't, like, lost where i'm like oh what's gonna happen next <laughs> this is a sh- this is a character driven show where yeah. it doesn't matter if we spend an entire season getting connor to decide what job he wants to take because it's about connor growing and organically feeling his angst and decision and all that stuff so yeah. season four which spent more time developing these storylines i'm actually going to give four crowns and if you hmm. know me that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm pretty similar, actually, on this show. I have to say, I, I enjoyed watching the show so much more than when Calls the Heart. I'm going to make the Hardys really mad, but I don't know, I just found this, I, I like this kind of, I'd really rather have this kind of melodrama and this kind of silliness rather than what, to me, was very boring in When Calls the Heart for the most part. I just thought, I don't know, I just prefer this kind of thing. Over. Well, it's, it's the same kind of a difference. <laughs> the same thing that I'm talking about. When Calls the Heart spends a lot of time being like, oh, there's a problem. We have to fix it and solve the problem. And the characters don't really grow or change while they solve this problem. And then they're like, check, solve that problem. Whereas in Chesapeake Shores, they're like, how are we going to do our lives? And then, <laughs> uh, then the problems are secondary to their character choices. Yeah. Anyway, and I'll have a link. If you're interested in getting Chesapeake Shore on uh, DVD, I'll have a link to uh, our Amazon affiliate. If, you, if you're interested in getting it, you can click on there in the description section and check that out. That would be a help for us. That would be awesome. And the show, it feels very nostalgic to me. And uh, so I enjoyed watching it. I'm still more of a movie, movie person than a TV person. So I'm I'll be TV, excited. I'm a to, TV gal. I can't help myself. <laughs> I'll be excited to move on to... Uh, to movies next week. Before um, we move on, yeah, I would like to ask you what plot line, storyline, are you most interested to see come to life in season three? Um, ooh, like something that's existing or something new? Something that's existing or something that's been hinted at at the show. You can't just be like, suddenly I'd love to see a romance between Nell and <laughs> Trace. Right, right. No. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be cool if uh, if Jess and, and David, like, got engaged or something like that. I love that idea. 
Okay, and fun. then um, what plotline storyline do you, I'm gonna? Oh, I'll say also Jess and David. Haha, <laughs> we're so we're so good. What storyline aside from the land trust do you care the least about going into season three? Well, definitely Brie and her being mad about her book being published. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But okay. I also don't really care about this Dylan O'Malley thing with the grandma. Okay. For me, the thing I care least about, Kevin and Sarah. Oh, interesting. I thought you were yeah. going to say aside, Trace. Aside from the land trust. Well, the Trace thing has to go on because right. they've made Trace his own central character. Mm-hmm. We can uh, lose the romance plotline with Sarah. We could have a friendship plotline. Week, I'm very excited. We are going to be doing our Christmas preview. And that is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. We'll be going over all 21. Get hype right now. (laughs) We're going over all. Countdown to Christmas preview. Yes. It's going to be so fun. All 21 original films we're going to be talking about. Not to mention, we're also going to do, sorry, the the films from the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. We're doing both. Isn't that included in the 21? No. There's Ooh. 32. Was, okay, 32. Yeah, and we will be covering all of those. In, uh, so all of them are going to be covered uh, on our weekly Christmas podcast so it's gonna be and fun it's gonna be it's gonna be rocket speed so get your <laughs> listening ears on if you yeah. listen to podcasts at two times you're gonna want to put it at one time speed yeah. we're gonna be so fast <laughs> it's gonna be intense but i'm so excited and uh, so the christmas preview is gonna be really fun and so that's next week so uh yeah so where can people find you um so people can find me i'm at amber brainwaves on twitter um and that's pretty much it and then you you go yeah, you can find me at Smiling LDS Girl on social media, and you can follow us at uh, Hallmarkies Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you can we try to do daily posts, flashbacks to, to to movies that we like, Hallmark movies, other things, and uh, birthdays for our hall stars, as we call them. And we also have a Facebook page, and I'll put all the links down in the description section for all of that content. And so we'd love to have you participating and adding to the discussion. And, uh, and so, yeah, you can follow my blog at 54 Disney reviews and, uh, my channel here on YouTube is Rachel's reviews. And I also have a a channel on iTunes. So a lot of fun stuff, a lot of ways to follow. And, uh, so thanks so much. All right. Thanks. Bye guys.